Thank you for joining us for our 21 days of prayer. It's our hope that during this month, you will encounter God in a fresh way. We're asking God together to open our eyes, to light our path, and to lead the way. Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's my prayer that this podcast will encourage you to spend all day today in an attitude of prayer as you continue on this 21-day journey with us. Good morning. Welcome to those of you who are in the room and welcome to those of you who are joining us online. This morning we're going to sing a couple songs that just uh, try to draw our attention upward and a little bit off the things around us. How I long to breathe the air of heaven Where pain is gone and mercy fills the streets to look upon the one who bled to save me and walk with him through all eternity. There will be a day when all will bow before him. There will be a day when death will be no more standing face to face with him who died and rose again holy holy is the lord and every prayer we prayed in desperation songs of faith we sang through doubt and fear in the end we'll see that it was worth it when he returns to wipe away our tears there will be a day when all will bow before him
about the hymn of heaven With angels and the saints We raise a mighty roar Glory to our God Who gave us life place this morning and by this place we mean our hearts we welcome you to come to this this shell that we are and fill us we pray that you would just do a work in our midst today that you would 
remind us that uh, this life here is not all that there is. That you would open up our eyes to the things of heaven. Especially you would open up our eyes to the fact that you are transforming us. You are changing us. So Father, I just pray that you would speak into our hearts today and help us to see with uh, fresh vision what it is that you intend to do in our lives. Thanks for giving us this time together. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we have a special treat for you this morning. Our devotional time is going to be brought by Amanda Schoolcraft. So uh, Amanda, come on up here. I've given you that little microphone. As long as it's red, it should be on. You're good. Thank you. I press the button? No, as long as it's red, it's going. Awesome. Well, good morning. Um, Like you said, my name is Amanda, and I'll be bringing the devotional this morning. Um, I will be reading most of it from Numbers chapter 13 and just giving you a little bit of thought at the end. So if you want to flip there yourself, that would be great. I will be reading from the NASB because that's where I currently am in my personal reading time. Um, Before we start, I'm going to say another quick prayer just to make sure that God is here to guide my time because I want to make sure that what I say is right. Father God, I just thank you for giving me this opportunity to be here um, with my church family. Um, I ask that you would guide the words that I say and the thoughts in all of our hearts so that we are holy and pleasing to you and what we do here this morning honors you. You know, I pray. Amen. So, like I said, I'm going to be reading from Numbers chapter 13. It's a story about the people of Israel. They have come out of Egypt at this point, but not yet arrived at the Promised Land, but they are close. So it starts off in verse 1 with, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send out for yourself men, so that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. You shall send a man from each of their father's tribes, every one a leader among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran at the command of the Lord, all of the men who were heads of the sons of Israel. So this starts off well. He's doing what God says. That's a good thing. The next little bit is listing off each of the names of the sons that went, the names of the sons of Israel that went. I'm not going to read those just to not butcher them. Um, We're going to skip down to chapter verse 17. Um, When Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan, he said to them, go up there into into the Negev, then go into the hill country. See what the land is like, see, and whether the people who live in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many. How is the land in which they live? Is it good or bad? And how are the cities in which they live? Are they like open camps or with fortifications? How is the land? Is it fat or lean? Are there trees in it or not? Make an effort then to get some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin as far as Rehob at Lebohamoth. Now again, this is going well so far. They're doing what he said. When they had gone up into the Negev, they came to Hebron, where Ahiman, Shishai, and Talmai, the descendants of Anak, were. Now, Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. They, then they came to the valley of Eshkol, and from there cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes, and they carried it on a pole between two men with some of the pomegranates and the figs. The place was called the valley of Eshkol, which just means cluster, because of the cluster which the sons of Israel cut down from there. When they returned from spying out the land at the end of 40 days, they proceeded to come to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the sons of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh, and they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Thus they told him and said, We went into the land where you sent us, and it certainly does flow with milk and honey, and there is, this is its fruit. 
Nevertheless, the people who live in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and large, and moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Amalek is living in the land of the Negev, and the Hittites and Jebusites and the Amorites are living in the hill country, and the Canaanites are living by the sea and by the side of the Jordan. So they've done exactly what God told them to do. They found out the things they were supposed to find out. They found out the cities are fortified, the fruit is good, the people are large. So not necessarily great answers, but they did find out the answers. But then Caleb, who was one of the men that went, quieted the people before Moses and said, we should by all means go up and take possession of it, for we will surely overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against this people, for they are too strong for us. So they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone in spying it out is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great size. There also we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak are part of the Nephilim, and we became like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. And this is where it goes a little bit sideways, because nobody actually asked them if they should go or not. God just told them to go look at it. So um, what I want to bring to you today, or what I think God was teaching me from this chapter, is that we shouldn't be looking for obstacles where he's showing us an opportunity. Um, Caleb, I think, when he said, we can surely overcome it, he doesn't say why he thinks that. He doesn't say our army is better. It's probably not. He doesn't say they live in tents because they don't. He doesn't say the people are small and weak because they aren't. But if we go back to to chapter 13, verse 2, God refers to this land as the land which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. It's already given to them. All they have to do is step into it. So that's um, my thought for today, is that um, as we pray for God to open our eyes to opportunities, I ask that we would also pray for God to show us those as opportunities and not as obstacles, and to give us the courage to step into those opportunities when they're presented to us. So... um, For the rest of our time this morning, we will be spending time in quiet reflection. Um, We will get back together here at about 7.45 um, to talk about what we've learned from that time. And if you have somebody that you can talk to about that at home, then please do that too. Um, We'll be spending time thinking about how we saw God in our day yesterday and how we hope to see him in our day today. Um, And I will just pray to start us out. Father God, I thank you again for this opportunity to come before you. Um, I ask that you would help us to specifically open our eyes to see the opportunities you are presenting to us, and that you would um, help us to be bold enough and brave enough to step into them when you're presenting them to us. Um, I ask that you would um, not make us like the rest of the men that went up with Caleb, who saw only the scary parts of the path you were leading them down. Um, that you would help us to see that you are right there with us on those paths at all times, and that if you've promised it, you'll bring us through it. Um, I just ask that you would guide the rest of our time, that we would be focused on you, and you name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Lafayette Community Church. We are all about helping you live the life you were made to live. God made you. God loves you. And his plans for you are perfect. So if you are anywhere near Lafayette, Indiana, join us this weekend at one of our worship gatherings. And wherever you are, check us out online at lafayettecommunitychurch.com.